and thank you for tuning in to today's new stash again with myself Stasha Buckle and Alice Crumble. On today's show we discuss the latest news story about Julie Pollock who says she was possessed by an evil spirit that wouldn't allow her to diet or eat a healthy balanced meal. Instead, she says it was trying to kill her through laziness, cigarettes, and a terrible diet of fatty foods and sugar. We will also be talking to her later in the show to get her opinion on all of this. Michael Reed was suffering from depression when he went and got some well-needed therapy, only to be told recently by friends and family that the therapy has literally gone to his head and that he is now too confident and vain Has therapy ever made you too happy, too confident, too good at everything? Please send us your emails. We want to hear from you. We need to know more about this. We ask, is it a good idea to give a compliment to someone who is very clearly drunk? Apparently, the combination of the alcohol and the compliment can be a lethal injection of confidence and horrid, deaverish behaviour on a night out. Tanya Morris was told she had a good voice while she was drunk and she was, a late, she was later on escorted away from the pub after not allowing anyone to get near the karaoke mic and a fight broke out and the police were called. Have you ever been given a compliment whilst drunk? And what happened? As always, we want to hear from you, so please do keep writing in. The email is hello at newstash.co.uk and we will read your comments throughout the show. So let's get going on today's show and welcome to New Stash. So our first story today is Julie from uh, Julie Pollock from Romford says she was possessed by an evil spirit that wouldn't allow her to diet or eat healthily. Instead, she says it was trying to kill her through laziness, cigarettes, and a terrible diet of fatty foods and sugar. She paid to have an exorcism done to get rid of the spirit, but she said it didn't work. She believes she now needs to focus on keeping the spirit happy as if she denies the evil spirit of things that it loves. Then it sends her into a mad rage and most recently her grandparents had to restrain her from trashing their small flat when they told her they didn't have any Jaffa cakes. Today we ask, demon or detox? So, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a strange one because, I mean, I think when any of us are trying to reduce something or stop something, we're trying to go on a detox or we're trying to live a healthy lifestyle, it is difficult, it is hard, it's horrible, you know, it does bring out anger in you, you get frustrated, you feel a bit down that you can't have a Maltesers on a Friday night or you can't chuck into that next bowl of chocolates, you know, you can't live and do the things that you want to do and it is very frustrating. Now, do you then go, oh, okay, I'll blame that on a demon, you know, I, I'm, I need an exercise. I'm actually possessed or are you possessed and you know I just think what do you think Alice well firstly do we this when you have an exorcism or 
Does that still go on? Do we... Well, I don't know. I mean... What does it mean? Is it somebody... She had the exorcism, but it didn't work. But what does that mean? Because you see it in films. Well, they, 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 all you do is you have a special priest that comes over or whatever it might be. And then they twinkle all this holy water over you and stuff like that. And then they try and exhort the demon out, out of you, which can be very upsetting and very frustrating. You know, you're, you're slowly, this demon, is, he's lifted out of you and then all your, all your issues are gone. You know, but how do you know that the demon, that you're possessed by a demon or whether in fact you're just struggling with a detox? Well, is it not a bit like good cop, bad cop in your head? The good cop's going, right, go for a run, eat healthy, drink more water, have good sleep. And then the yeah. bad cop... on cop on your cock. shoulder she's got cock on her mind, also then goes right okay now we need to go and have fun we need to go and do this let's go and do that yeah i mean it's just bizarre Would you... um i've never ever thought when i found things difficult okay it might not be me it might actually be somebody else living in my body that is telling me that this is too difficult and they're going to wreak mayhem and havoc you know between within us well you can name it what you like can't you whether it's demon or whether it's laziness i know i i want depression. to I, I very very desperately a couple of friday nights ago I desperately desperately wanted a Krispy Kreme now I know that I'm trying to cut back on my sugar level my sugar intake at the moment so I said to myself no you are not having that Krispy Kreme and guess what I was a miserable fucker for the rest of the night now I could say well I've got a demon inside of me that's making me do this and he's making me get angry and I could have punched whoever was in sight that night but I didn't because I said look this is me dealing with a craving and I'm dealing with it in such a way that it's making me very, very frustrated. But like anything, do you just not just distract yourself and then if you're giving up cigarettes or something, it then gets better? Of course. but so you oh, distract you yourself just from having a so-called demon. You possessed. You could just say that you're possessed, you know. Uh, lots of people have been emailing him. And they've been saying that they have similar symptoms. And are they possessed as well? Sharon from Oldham says she booted a pigeon in the face when her local shop stopped selling lemon cake. <laughs> Sharon. I mean, it's just, you know, first of all, why are you getting that aggressive that you're punching a pigeon? And let's not pit punch animals. Let's not Let's not punch animals. I mean, come on, let's do so. Let's be, you know, have some animal welfare going on here. But that... Yeah, I mean, if you have to punch a pigeon in the face because you haven't got a bloody lemon cake, <laughs> you've got some serious issues. Well, everyone likes a bit of lemon cake or whatever cake. Mm. Yeah, but you know. But you got to punch a pigeon for just it? Just go, go do a bit of yoga or watch a film. Distract or yourself, distract have a yourself with something or whatever. Healthy. It's all about taking control, isn't it? You know, if you can't take control and it's getting to a point where you're going, well, I must be possessed by the devil, then you've got some issues there. That's what I say. Does anybody believe in the devil anymore? I mean, on a religious value, yes. It might value, not be the yes. devil. It might not be the devil. It might a be demon. a small Victorian child that's crawled itself into, it's crawled its way into you. <laughs> and you can't get rid of it. It might be a small little scullery maid. Well, then just move herself. house or something if you believe in that stuff. Well, uh, true, true. I mean, if you know that your house is uh, haunted, it's possessed, there may have been a Victorian family living there that had a terrible time. Or go on a holiday and if you're still having issues, then... You know, work with a friend who's also yeah. wanting to lose weight. Get out of the house. Get out. Companionship. If you know your house is haunted by a small little scullery maid, she may have weight. May just get a personal trainer. Just get a personal trainer. If a if a if a little Victorian child or a, or an axe murderer from the seventies has made its way <laughs> into your body, <laughs> then uh. you need to say, okay, this has happened. It's very unfortunate that it's happened. It's awful. Or just don't eat cheese before you go to bed. But 
get the hell out of your house. There's a seven. There's someone from the 70s living in my body, and I need to remove myself from the situation. Or just watch different Don't TV shows. Don't sit there and go, oh, because I haven't had, I can't have my Krispy Kreme tonight. It must be Alpha from 1969. It just doesn't make it. <laughs> you know, it's just. Lots of people, lots of people are writing in saying, uh, we've got Sandra from Blackpool. She says she swears her head turns 360 degrees when she can find nothing in the kitchen cupboards. Like she's turning into an owl? No, like the exorcist, when her head turns 360 degrees. Yeah, I... Uh... I think that's you looking around for stuff in your cupboards and not being able to find them. I think you'd find that your head hasn't turned 360 degrees, Sandra. Come on from Blackpool. Your head hasn't turned 360 degrees. You've simply not found anything in your cupboards and you're in an angry rage. Robbie, what do you think? Well, I don't want to go into too much detail, but in a previous relationship, I, I suffered at the hand of a lot of domestic abuse. And, oh, okay. And I... After years of therapy, I've looked back and all of the violent rage stemmed back from when I ate the last Kit Kat. Sugar. So maybe... Sugar is a big issue. And we're all having oh, to deal Jesus with it. Christ. Okay, so what are you saying there, Robbie, that we should eat more Kit Kats? No, I'm saying you know, <laughs> I ate the last Kit Kat and my ex... Not a Rolo. No, no, it was always the Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, maybe she had a demon in her. You know, maybe maybe none of it was her fault. Oh, so he's agreeing. He's agreeing with Sharon here. He's saying, yeah, you know, maybe you are possessed by a demon. I think it's a very difficult thing to... Um, to get your head around because Mike from Bradford is saying it's just laziness and people no, need to stop blaming it on being possessed. I now, do I've agree with agree, you, Michael. I've got to agree. I don't think it is. You're a lazy fucker at the end of the day. I need to get out there on a treadmill. It is difficult. It is hard. Don't fucking blame it on a demon. Or I mean, I, do you know what? I, do, I could call at work. I could call at work and say, hello, Trudy. Yes, I'm not coming into work today because guess what? I'm possessed by a demon. He's been fucking me up the arse all night. I'm in a lot of pain and I won't be turning up tomorrow morning. <laughs> I mean, you know, what stops you from using it for any excuse? It's a bit like the dog ate my... Homework. The dog at my homework, the demon at my homework. You know, come on. What world are we living in? <laughs> we live in a world where we've got but scientific again, let's, facts. Let's be, let's be understanding and there's a bit, let's empathise on this because we all have difficulties and it's, at the end of the day, whether it's well-being or it's mental health, you've got to do something different, not stay in the same difficulties and do something different to make you feel better. So get away from the Jaffas, get away from all the horrible stuff, treat yourself now and again. And do stuff that makes you feel better. Step away from your, whatever it is, your demon or what's in your head. Whatever it is, if it's a demon or if it's just you being lazy, step away. Casey from Bristol says, try necking some holy water. Well, maybe just water. on to uh, our next story which is Michael Reed was suffering from depression when he went and got some well-needed therapy only to be told recently by friends and family that the therapy has literally gone to his head and that he's now too confident and vain 
Since the therapy, he has lost weight and started uh, taking too much pride in his appearance. He's dating younger women and recently he had one woman who was his daughter's age. It was then his daughters and family stepped in to say, enough is enough, the therapy has gone to his head. What do we think about this? Well, I mean, I, I think, good on him. You know, he's, he's bloody, he's having a second, he's having a rebirth. He's gone to therapy. He's had a tough time. He's probably lost a lot of confidence. He's feeling a bit shit about himself. And he's gone, you know what? I'm a bloke. I'm good looking. I'm going to get myself out there and I'm going to reap the rewards. I'm going to go and do some stuff and see how, you know, why should I not date younger women? Yeah, I think confidence is good. But like anything, if it's a bit too much, you know, it sounds a bit like a bit of a cliche but then use this newfound confidence and do something good with it and maybe go and help someone and, and don't spend some time brushing your hair or looking at yourself in the mirror I think you know if, if it's if it's um the thing is at the end of the day when you go to a therapist you're in a bit of a mess you might be struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with if a therapist makes you feel good about yourself and, and you know and that is too much What's wrong with that? You know, it might be that you need to be knocked down a few pegs or two. Uh, maybe have the therapy and then have a few knocks. But it sounds like maybe it's just a bit of his behaviour and that he can then just look a bit more to himself and just pipe down a bit. Yeah, just and not pipe down a bit. Take it to, to an extreme. And if your family is saying, okay, you're probably just behaving like a bit of a dick, then, you know, behave a bit better. Yeah, just behave better, isn't it? I mean, now maybe you need some therapy to not be too confident. So <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to employ a therapist that's going to tell you you're being a bit of a jerk. Jerk um, no, away. No, well, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a, um, an email here from Tony from Dunthorpe. Says his wife left him after six therapy sessions and, he sh- and uh, she shacked up with a younger bloke. Hang on. So Tony from Dunthorpe says his wife... His wife left him after six therapy sessions. Oh, sorry. And, uh, yes, and she shacked up with a younger bloke. Well, what's that got to do with him having therapy? Well, I think she obviously left him. And I don't know, actually. Tony, what are you talking about? Please write in and explain. You, you, your wife's left you. Why? Are you too confident? Because you've been spending too much time she, in the therapy sessions. You're too sessions. old? I mean, therapy can't make you any younger. Well, you know, at least, you know, I think... Was he having the therapy? Or yeah, he, he, was having, having the therapy. he was having the therapy. Mm. But then his wife left him and shut up with a young boat. She's probably going to do that whether he was having a therapy or not. Yes, yes, Tony. So Tom from Devon says, after a few sessions of therapy, he believed everyone wanted to have sex with him. He now needs therapy to bring him back down to earth. That's what we were just saying. So he now needs therapy to bring him back... So he must be... You know, it's that thing, isn't it? You know when you have CBT... And they say, um, you go, oh, you see someone in the street and they don't say hello to you. And you go, oh, they didn't say hello to me because they hate me. They hate me. But then when you have therapy, you go, it's not that they hate you. They've probably had a busy day. They had other things going on. And they don't know you. This. But then it's taking it to the extreme and going, the reason they didn't say hello to me is because they were probably slightly embarrassed because they wanted to have sex with me. Yeah, I think he, needs to, he maybe needs to stay in the therapy. Or have more sex. Yes, there we go. Can you hear that? Guys, Robbie has spoken. He said maybe they need more sex. Well, I suppose it's helpful, isn't it? Susan from Somerset says, through therapy, she learnt to love herself so much, she was arrested for masturbation in public. (laughs) I mean... 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not that's, love. That's not love. That's a shag. That's you can get a shag anywhere. I mean, a shag is a shag. It's, it doesn't mean that someone loves you. And no one wants to see it, thanks. I know you're shagging your own hand, but it's still, you know, your hand doesn't love you. <laughs> or does it? I don't know. We'll agree to disagree. Uh, Jeff from Sunderland says, after therapy, he lost a lot of friends because he became so self-obsessed, he only wanted to spend time with himself. Yeah, well, you do get... It can, that can help, isn't it? A lot of people... It does happen to people where they then are too much in their own head and they're too mm. self-absorbed. So, again, stick with the therapy, move on out of it and learn a bit more about yourself. Mm. And it's not good to spend time with just yourself. You'll then become a hermit. You will. You'll become a hermit. You or might, a crab. You might feel great, but you're going to be great. You're going to feel great watching X Factor. And there's no point in that. Well, no, because you're watching other people. Just go and spend more time with your friends. Yeah. Gosh, this is quite... It's a bit depressing, so we're going to move on. Um, Tanya Morris was recently given a compliment by uh, a friend while she was drunk. She was later escorted away from the pub after not allowing anyone to get near the karaoke mic. And a fight broke out and the police were called. I mean, this is, this is one of these things. I've got to say this has happened to me. If you're drunk, when you've had a few drinks, you become very, very confident. You start saying all the things that you wouldn't normally say. You start telling people you love them, all that sort of stuff. Now, if somebody also interjects with a compliment, it's like a... It's like an extra level of confidence where it becomes a little bit too much. It's almost overwhelming. Dangerous. It's, yes, it's dangerous. It's dangerous self-confidence. And people need to it's learn. it's not real and it's just... Never, ever. One of my things in my little rule book that I have at home, one of my things is never, ever, <coughs> ever compliment someone once drunk. There is A, they won't remember it, so it's a waste of bloody time. And B... If someone's drunk, they're at a certain element of confidence where anything else you say will send them into a trajectory of confidence that is actually very dangerous. They're vulnerable. They're vulnerable, yes. Slightly yes. weak because they've had too much, too much to drink. No, it's too much confidence in one night. No one needs that <laughs> amount of confidence in one night. But you can say, oh, I really like your top. Oh, nice shoes. Don't I mean, ever that's... say it to a drunk person. You never say it. <laughs> If someone's drunk, you never say to them, I like your top. Because they will sleep with you. Yeah. They'll do more than that. They'll, they'll, they'll be there thinking, I, you know, all these extremes. I've never had that before. I just, I, I, I think you've never got too confident with somebody bloody giving you a compliment when you're drunk. Alice, I've seen you. Now, let's have it right, viewers, listeners. She is, you know, I've seen Alice when she's drunk and she is something else. I mean, we're talking about someone that is sky high, riding on the old confidence whoa, whoa, jumping on the confidence castle. She loves the confidence castle. I think it's really nice. I don't think we need to overdo it. If, if, if someone was drunk and I said, I really like that story, it was really funny, that's not really a compliment, that's just me saying I really like that, it was funny. That's fine in everyday life, but not when somebody has had a drink. When you've had a drink, there's certain things you don't do. But you if don't they take a, it the wrong you way... Don't, hold on. You don't drive a car when drunk... Therefore, do not give... There's some things you don't do when someone is intoxicated. What, so you, you just don't, don't drive the car and you do not, whatever matter, you do not give a compliment. So if you're going around for dinner with somebody and you say, and they're very drunk, and you just say to them, the dinner was fine. Not, oh, you're a fantastic cook. The dinner was absolutely lovely. If you tell them they're a fantastic cook, it's probably very likely at the end of the night 
They are going to... They probably know that they're a good cook. So you giving mm. them a confidence isn't really going to do very it much. It does. No, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you just stay much. bland and you just say nice food. Stay Thanks. bland. Don't say nice food. Just don't say anything. Don't say anything. Never speak. Just say I won't be ill you after never this. Never speak after that. It, unless you've got to say something <laughs> derogatory. If you can say something derogatory, that's fine. Oh, I Not really like. I really like your new sofa. No, no. What, what's never. That, what's that phrase? If you can't, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, but but it's it the other way be, around. It should be, if you don't have something nice to say, great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's to a, a drunk. I tell you what, I could see the group of turning there, and that took a lot of effort for Robbie to come out <laughs> of that one. Oh. Uh, John from Muzzle Hill says he was extremely loud and confident when he's drunk after a bottle of wine. And then one friend told him that he had handled the situation well at work earlier that week. And then he decided that he should get a promotion. So he texted his boss that night. Oh, God. I mean, just do not text anyone when you're drunk. You just never do it. Um, saying I need a promotion she she didn't reply and on Monday he said he sheepishly went into work luckily nothing was said about it but this is what it can lead to it's destructive because then you think you know oh I'm gonna I should have that promotion I'm I'm, I'm doing really well why have I never thought of this before oh I'm drunk I'm gonna go and do it now yeah well but if you're like if you're if you've had a few drinks and you're going to break up or something's happened to you and your mates there and you say by the way you're really wonderful. I love you to bits. Blah, 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 blah. You'll be absolutely fine. Come on. And you're giving support. That's not overconfidence. Unfortunately, support yeah. equals a compliment <laughs> once yeah. drunk. And it, that yeah. Means you end up with yes. Boys. Yeah. Guys. They'll try and sleep with you or. You've got to have boundaries for this. You can't have boundaries when you're drunk if you're given a compliment. Cliff from Deptford says he was told. <laughs> Uh, he was right. He was told that he was right in an right. argument when drunk. He was told that he was right in an argument. So he obviously had an argument while he was drunk. And someone said that what he was saying was right. So then he said he spent the rest of the evening deciding to preach to people about their lives. I mean, we've all done it, haven't we? Have you not? When you've had a few drinks, you go, oh, you're, you need to get out of that relationship. Not like that. All right, maybe not like that, but you know. I've seen you. You do. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, yeah, I know. I've seen it as well. Um, but, you know, so the next day, he said it was very embarrassing. It's more about the next day, isn't it? It's that feeling of, oh, God, I was preaching last night. I was telling people how to live their lives and how to do things. Well, we all do if it. If you're given that injection of confidence yeah. where you're someone that's in control, you've got a great life, you've got great advice, you're you know, doing all the right things, then it's like, well, hello there. Should I tell you about your life? And it's like, no. Well, you I, don't... Guess, I guess, in a way, then it's not your fault that you were preaching. It's that person who gave you that confidence. It's that person's fault. So maybe what you should be doing... On a night out is oh. to actually stay the oh. next day. I, unfortunately, for everyone involved, I was given a compliment last night, and that wasn't my fault. But it was too much, and this is where it stops and there. That, yes, and it I, shouldn't I, happen again. I'm very sorry. Unfortunately, what happened was I was intoxicated, and unfortunately, during the intoxication, I was given a compliment. And what I would say to you, perhaps, or to that person, is, well, just reduce the intoxication a bit, and then you can take the compliment as it is. Something nice to say that I believe in. Yeah, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Mm. No one's going to reduce their intoxication. No. Everyone is and no one's going to say, don't give me a compliment. Well, no, I was going to suggest maybe we could implement yeah. a system. A system, Where yeah. if you're susceptible to this 
lethal injection disease. of confidence. Yeah, it's a disease. Yeah, it's a disease. Perhaps we should wear a sign around our neck that says, do not compliment me. Yeah, do not, do not be nice. Well, it's a bit like when you're really upset. When you've got please di- don't be nice to me. I'm when you're diabetic, by. when you're diabetic, you have to, you know, you have to have, wear a bracelet or whatever and tell people. Maybe it's the same thing. I am intoxicated. You put the bracelet on once intoxicated. You say, I am intoxicated. Do not, by any means, give me a compliment. But however, I don't like compliments when I'm sober. I like them. I'm a lot more susceptible when I'm drunk. Well, that's well, the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. No wonder you're in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So our final part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in, is our interview with uh, Julie Pollock. Julie Pollock was possessed, she says, by an evil spirit that forced her to eat sugary foods, smoke cigarettes and have a generally bad diet. Um, She's found it very, very difficult. She's tried, she had an exorcism. The exorcism didn't work. And since then, she has decided to just indulge the spirit in all its needs and all its wants so that she can avoid any of the troublesome behaviour that this demon brings on, uh, which can be quite aggressive and quite scary, to be honest. It's quite terrifying. I mean, Julie, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate you being here. And we just have so many questions to ask. Yeah, how did you, how did you get rid of, of the spirits? And how did you get rid of it? So I had the exorcism. That was a very strange situation. Obviously, I'd never been through like anything like that before. Um, and how is life now then? Difficult, difficult, because I have to live with this demon inside of me constantly. Yeah, I'm sure. Telling me uh, how to live my life and how to do things. That is very, very uncomfortable for me. How did you know it it was a a demon and not the normal frustrations of of doing a detox? It's all very difficult for us to exercise and feel better. I'm not a lazy person. I'm not a lazy person. Something needs to be done. Uh, You know, my dad used to say to me, get up. And I used to get up. I know what it's like to get up. So anyone can tell me, you're lazy. I'll say, well, <laughs> I'll get up. And are you, do you enjoy life then as, as much as you can? And it was, are you now having a lack of sugar and carbs can make anyone angry? I'm a lack of everything, but at the end of the day. So you're sure that you're possessed? I'm definitely 100%. I was told by the priest. You have a small child living inside of you. Can I ask a question from a personal point of view? Have, um, have you ever been violent because of the demon? I'm afraid. Uh, I'm upset to say that I have. I've smashed a table leg or two. Um, one time I uh, got my hands on a... Uh, I got my hands on a bin 
I'll smash the living shit out of it. I just pounded into it because I couldn't find the leftovers from the night before from a chicken booner. <laughs> so I laid into um, it like there was no tomorrow. I smoked uh, between 40 and 60 cigarettes a day. Oh, well, no, you can improve on that, don't you, need to feel better. That's not me. That's not me, that's the demon. The demon wants to take my voice. And because of that, I'm smoking red marlboros every day. But have, you, have you been violent towards a person? I've been violent with my nan. My nan, my nan tried to step in once I told her to... F- but I'm angry to fuck off. I said, don't you fucking dare come between me and a packet of hobnobs. And I said, oh, fucking, I'll deck your face in. If you just stop me from getting that packet, I'm not. <laughs> and that's what I have to live with every day, is knowing that this demon does that to me. So with your exorcist that you had, how did you find this exorcist? It's quite intriguing. Yellow pages. Uh, the yellow pages still going. Google, perhaps? I thought it was the church. Yeah, I had to find the number for the church first. Then the yellow pages led me to the church. Then it led me to the exorcist. I suppose the yellow pages, you must have quite an old yellow pages catalogue. It's really awful. I mean, we're like, I'm I'm flabbergasted. Um, Would you recommend that other people that are going through a similar situation, that they have a exorcism? You know, do you think that's something that everyone should do if they're struggling with yeah. a diet or, you know, or they're struggling with anything like that? I would say that if you know that your house is haunted or you deal with spirits or something's not right. I was working in Poundland. I used to come home six or seven nights a week and the mirror was on the floor. Now, if you see a mirror on your floor every day, you know your place is possessed. So right. I knew there was something very... Did you check the way it was hung very, up? It was on the wall. It was pinned on the wall. Right, OK. Right, OK. Well, that's, you know, I'm really... that. I mean, it's a very odd story. It's very... It's a lot for us to take in today and a lot for us to learn from. But if you, anyone else is out there suffering from... They can't deal with the detox, they can't deal with... Can't, maybe, maybe, maybe think about having a exorcism. Maybe that would work for you. Maybe that would be right. Anyway, that's enough for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and so much for supporting us. And lovely to see And lovely to have you here. And thank you so much for coming in today. Um, If you've enjoyed the show, please do subscribe to our podcast. Please do leave a review if you do get time. All your support is so, so needed. Um, As we'd love to keep the podcast going. But in the meantime, thank you so much. And good night. Good night.